comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Bang! Bang! Goal! The rack attack! This is the ESPN Syracuse NBA Playoffs Gambling Preview. Here are your hosts, Tommy Hogan and Michael Lear. Oh my God! Let's make some money on your Saturday. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a preview of the NBA playoffs yes, here on ESPN Syracuse 97.7, 100.1, and twitch.tv slash QSportsTalk. I'm Michael Lear with Tommy Hogan to get you your picks. If you're on your way to a casino, if you're on your way to get your picks in, if you're somewhere watching on Twitch or listening mobile, that you can bet mobile. We're trying to get you rich and give you the best information we can, Tommy. It's an exciting day, and the NBA playoffs are finally here. Mike, the people of the greatest city in the world deserve to make some money, all right? And we're going to do exactly that right here with the NBA playoffs coming up. Start today. We're going to get right into it. It's going to be a fun show. We're going to have a lot of fun. Elephant in the room that we need to just, we have to be straight up with all of our audience right now. Is your terrible sunburn going to influence whether or not you can make good picks? You know this, but I'm a pale burn bronze beauty guy. We've gotten to the bronze part, all right? We've gotten to You're not bronze. This is sunburn. Oh, get out of here. This is sunburn. Last night was a struggle. I'll be honest with you. It's tough to get through that burn phase, but we're through it, and we're on to the next phase of bronze and hopefully beauty coming soon. Oh, it's not gonna it's not gonna distract me today. It's already distracting you, Mike. It wasn't distracting me. I had gotten through it already. I'm ready to go. I'm ready All right, to go. All right, let's good. hop right into it. So what we're gonna do here, we got an hour. We're gonna be here from noon to one because we have a tea time at two o'clock that we gotta get to. So we're gonna go series by series throughout the whole league and talk about the series odds, talk about game one odds, and give you our picks. So let's start with a one seed, the Philadelphia 76ers and the eight seed, the Washington Wizards. So the series line is Philly minus 1,000. Washington's plus 650 to win the series. And then game one we'll talk about in a little But Tommy, I know you have a, a take you really like on this series. What do you got on uh, on Sixers-Wizards? Well, it's going to be one of my, my six-pack at the end here, Mike. It's going to be one of my best bets. So we're going to save what I really like the best here. But the 76ers are coming off their best season in a while. They're now the one seed. The process has come to fruition. Or that's even up for discussion. When does the process end, Mike? The process ends when they win a championship. Win a championship, yeah. or since they were the one seed, the process is over. They've, they've, you know, is the process still are you, going? Are you a regular season guy? No, is, is the I regular mean, is this the Premier League? The Does pro- the regular season determine the champion? Don't twist my words right off the bat, dude. The process, they were absolutely terrible. They got a bunch of number one overall picks, and now they're the one seed. So you can, there's an argument to be made that. They have fulfilled what the process was supposed to be. But fine, I, I guess I agree with you that the process is not officially over once they win the championship. But, I mean, 49-23, and 23, the one seed in the East. They've got probably the defensive player of the year, maybe even the MB, MVP as well, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. But, I mean, the Wizards, they, they lost to the Celtics for without Jalen Brown in that playoff, that playing game to get the seventh seed. And now they, they, they won... To be the eight seed, they beat Il Shaper said in the Indiana Pacers. The Sixers are three and zero this season against the Wizards, and and Bradley Beal, who has been tremendous all season long, he's he's still hurt. He's not looking great, and he even put up a sixty burger against the Sixers during the season. But the Sixers are going to win this series. I think everybody knows that, but the conversation is in how many games. Sure. And 
with Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal, I don't think you can count them out of at least stealing one game in this series. I mean, I'm just picturing sometime in the next seven days, Russ walking off a court with that bad man look and just feeling on top of the world. So, so I definitely think that, I mean, obviously I think everybody will say the Sixers are going to win this series, but I don't think that there's no chance that uh, that Washington can steal at least one game and maybe even two. That would be if Bradley Beal was fully healthy. I Fair. would agree with you. I don't think that he's got that in him. And you got Ben Simmons, who I think, it, it, that's up for discussion as well, is Ben Simmons going to guard Russell Westbrook, who brings the ball up the court and you kind of set the tone that way? Or are you going to have him fouling around Bradley Beal, who's their best scorer, their best threat? I think that if you're the defensive player of the year that Ben Simmons says he is and is in the discussion for, he's one of the finalists for it, that you have him foul around Bradley Beal, who can win you a game. The Wizard, He can win the Wizards a game in this series. But still, I, I, I'm not going to say it yet because it's one of my six-pack picks, like I mentioned before. But I, we'll, we'll move on to game one here, just to say that. Minus seven and a half for the Sixers. I'm taking the Sixers in game one. I think they come out, come out of the gates. They prove that they're the one seed. They prove what we just discussed. Can the Wizards steal a game and just blow them out? They beat them by more than seven and a half. And then win that game handily at home as a one C finally. I don't think we're going to agree a lot today, but I do agree with that. I like Seventy Sixers minus seven and a half. That's a Sunday game, one oh five in Philly. And I agree. I think it'll be and and for Simmons in particular, I think it'll be like if he says he's the defensive player of the year and he really wants to be. This is the series to show that. And I think game one, they're going to come out and, and play their best against a, a team that, as you said, one of their stars is hurt, but the other one's Russell Westbrook. And, and Westbrook will, will fill in at some point throughout the series and, and be stellar, but I don't think it's going to be game one. And Ben Simmons' game probably matches up better with Russell Westbrook. They're both triple-double guys. They both like getting inside. They're not great shooters. I mean, Ben Simmons can't shoot at all. Russell Westbrook's not a great shooter anymore. He never really was, but he's a lot worse than he used to be. So, so that kind of makes more sense. But like I said, I mean, if you are the defensive player of the year, the way the Wizards can win this game is if, is if Bradley Beal drops 50 or 60 points like he's shown he can against the Sixers. So I'd like to see that. That's, that's going to be my biggest thing to watch in this series. Who does Ben Simmons guard? My last bet on this, so I'm not going to put money on, on the series, the winner between Philly and Washington. Absolutely not. But I am going to take... The Sixers to win the East at plus 300, and we'll talk about that a little more throughout the show. But the way that I see that line being plus 300 for them to win the East is basically saying either the Bucks or the Nets they're going to be plus 300 to beat them in the series. And by the time they get to that point, I don't think the series, I don't think the odds will be that good. So I think having the Sixers at three to one odds to beat either of those two teams, assuming they both get there and there's no crazy upset, I think that's a great bet at this point. That's a heavy, that's a heavy play by you. I like that. I don't think they come out of the East. I don't because I think th- w- w- this might be get, jumping a little too far ahead, but I think the Nets are just too good. There's too much firepower on the team. I mean, you're kind of betting on does one of those guys get hurt, which they've shown they've only been able to play eight games this year. So they've shown that they can't stay healthy. So if, if you get who would become the favorite when one of those guys gets hurt at plus 300. That's a, that's a smart bet. I don't hate that. All right, so Sixers to win the East is my bet out of that series at plus 300. We're both on 76ers, minus 7.5 that game, Sunday at 105. All right. And I have a pick to come on it. 
And you, six pack. Oh, yes. And yeah. so at the end of the show, we're going to do each series. And then at the end of the show, we're going to have three picks each, six pack for the road. And you can uh, you can take those, and, and those are the ones we'll really bank on. All right. Second series we want to talk about the two seed, the Brooklyn Nets, and the seven seeded Boston Celtics, the Seas. What do you C's. got? I just mentioned it, but the Brooklyn Nets firepower is remarkable. I know that they're only six and two. You'd think they'd be better in those eight games that they've played together, the big three, Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden. But they are remarkable. Just that offense is insane, but you can question the defense. The defense is not very good, but like I said, that offense, who cares? When you have that offense, who cares what the defense is? So, I mean, they've played three times this year. They haven't played with the three. The Celtics and Nets have played three times this year. There has not been a game where all three of the big three have been healthy in those. You had Durant and Kyrie in game one where they won 123-95. You had Harden and Kyrie in game two where they won 121-109. And then you just had Kyrie who only scored 15 points in the third game of of this series. And they won 109-104. It was a close one. But also all three of those games were with Jalen Brown with the Celtics who is now out. So I... I don't see the Celtics having enough. Maybe they can steal a game if Jason Tatum has another one of his 50-point out, outbursts, which he just had in, in that playing play game. But I don't see I don't see that even almost being it. Like that, he would you would still have to get a second secondary contributor to give you a lot there. So I, I don't see it happening. So Boston has been through the ringer this year. Pretty much everybody's had some issue going on, and then really the bright spot, as you said, 50 points out of Tatum coming in. But that Boston tough. That's where my pick's going to come from. They're Boston strong. They really can fight through. Not. They're going to get swept. Thank they're going to get absolutely swept. Dummied. Not even close. 4 nothing. That's going to be the series. That's going to be my bet. So the Nets to sweep is plus 275. Beautiful. That will be the money that I will throw at a game and not even look at ever again. It's definitely going to hit plus 275 for the Nets to sweep. And I think that's like the only bet that you can make in this series, at least on a on a series-wide bet. If you want to take them in five, like, do you see Boston stealing a game at any point with anything? Like, no. Tatum's not going to drop 50. No, Maybe, I, I don't know. Like I said, I think you'd still need, like, Evan Fournier, you need to score 25. You can't trust Evan Fournier. Marcus Smart, I guess, could give you that. But you'd still, even if Tatum gives you 50, you'll still need someone someone out there to give you 20, 25, 30 points in order to win a game. Mike, I have a stat for you about the Nets' big three. Hit me. Like I said, they've only played eight games together, but they've been on the court for only 5.8% of the regular season minutes. Those numbers would be the lowest for any championship big three. You've seen a ton of big threes in the last 25 years, but more specifically the last 10 years. That would be the lowest for any championship big three in 25 years if they could pull that out after only playing eight games, which, frankly, they're the favorite, obviously, and I don't see anybody stopping them. I'm not worried about the the chemistry either of not playing no. together because if you look when they got Harden, we, we were watching that first game together, and it was seamless. I mean, they were great right when they got him, right when they started playing together. The three of them were, were clicking very easily. Yeah, I mean, James Harden and Kevin Durant, let's not forget, they've played together before. They played together in Oklahoma City. They have some chemistry there already. Harden is, like, you gained a better appreciation, I feel like, for Harden once he's gotten on the Nets because he really facilitates with the Nets. It felt like with the Rockets, he even felt like he had to really take over a game and shoot almost every possession. Where when he's in Brooklyn, he, he, he's got stars around him that he's never had before. I know he had Chris Paul. I know he had Russell Westbrook. Neither of those guys better than Durant or Kyrie Irving. So it's, 
it's it's remarkable what what they're going to do and what how they've looked this year. And with Steve Nash as head coach, it's it's crazy. I mean, that's that's one of those things where like it makes us even feel old that Steve Nash, a guy we grew up playing basketball, is now the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. And you're losing your hair, which you look old as. I can't say Me? it on the radio. Get out of here. That's the other friend, Tommy. That's your <laughs> other right, Tommy so, friend. So Brooklyn, uh, first game, 8.05 tonight in Brooklyn. Brooklyn's minus 8. They're minus 3.50 money line, over under 2.29. Again, you know, the pick I'm making out of this series right now is Brooklyn is sweet, plus 2.75. You got anything before we move on to Milwaukee, Miami? I'm ready to move on. Those are my picks. I like, oh, you're right. I haven't said I like the Nets game one. They're only minus 8 tonight. I like them. You like them to cover that? Yeah, I like the Nets to cover minus 8. I mean, we just talked about how they're going to sweep, how the... How the the Celtics don't have enough without Jalen Brown. Yeah, I like minus eight for sure. No question. Young Wolf Ahu on Twitch says he couldn't agree more. Celtics don't stand a chance. I think pretty much everybody would agree with that. All right, East. Third seed, Milwaukee Bucks. Sixth seed, Miami Heat. The series line, Bucks minus 310. Heat plus 240. A lot of people are betting on the Heat in the public, and I don't know if any of them have watched Miami Heat games this year. What's your take on this series overall? I think this will be the best series of round one, Mike. East-West Conference, doesn't matter. I think this is the best series of the first round. The Miami Heat knocked out the Bucks last year in, in the, the second round of the playoffs, went on to get to the finals. And I know the Bucks made a lot of improvements in the offseason. Drew Holiday, upgrading from Drew Holiday to Eric Bledsoe, or the opposite, I guess. That's a huge upgrade. Huge upgrade. Drew, Drew Holiday is one of the most underappreciated players in the NBA, one of the best guard defenders in the NBA, and he's a guy that can facilitate. You don't need Giannis to bring the ball up the court anymore. You didn't really trust Eric Bledsoe. You trust Drew Holiday to guard the best guard on the other team and to facilitate, take the pressure off of Giannis, who has seemed to not really be able to take that in the playoffs. I feel like their offense can start from more different directions yeah. than almost any team in the league right now. Right. I mean, you had Chris Middleton who's a great shooter, a great number two, but he's not really a facilitator. You need someone to be able to drive and dish, and that's something that Drew Holiday is really good at. He, If you put the ball in his hands, the guy that's going to be guarding him at point guard is usually shorter than him and, and not as strong. Holiday is a strong and bigger guard. But Jimmy Butler... Oh, I was going to say it. I was going to say that. You're going to you come can, this up? I'm going, bring I'm up? going Jimmy Butler. I don't think you can fade... Jimmy Butler. I mean, definition of a bad man. Jimmy Butler. You can't fade him in the playoffs? The Heat have played nine games this season against the top three seeds in the East. So you got the Nets, you've got the Sixers, and you've got the Bucks. I was close. You almost forgot. I did almost forget. He's played in only one of those, and that was against the Sixers. They won that game. So the Miami Heat have not been at full strength against a top three seed in the East yet, and they're the sixth seed in the East now. So they have a tough draw in the first round, but if they get out of it, they'll be getting hot, and they could make a run here. When Jimmy Butler plays, the Heat are 33-19 and this season. Without him, they're 7-13. and So they are a completely different team with him on the court. And with all that being said, I still like the Bucks. I like Miami and 6 at plus 700. Give me Jimmy Butler to do something special. I, I don't think these playoffs are going to start off all chalk and be normal. It's going to be a weird playoffs, and you got to find those spots where it's going to be weird. I think the Bucks are a good team. They're a fantastic team. The one side that I'll bet on them is, as you said, they have so many different options, and obviously Miami's going to really harp in on Giannis. I'm going to take Giannis's assist totals over almost every game, at least his first one. He's at Strong. five and a half. 
So give me Giannis to get rid of the ball. Over over five assists, that seems pretty easy considering okay. they've had a week to prepare for one of the best scorers in the league. Bam Adebayo has been proven to probably be the best guy to defend Giannis. And he's going to be the guy who's going to be tasked with doing that in the series. I'm going to say it for later, but it's one of my best bets. One of my six-pack is, is in this series. But I'll go with game one. I have a bet for game one. I'm taking the Bucks minus four and a half. They're at home. They want. They still have revenge on their mind for getting knocked out last season. I just talked about all the improvements they made over the offseason. There is one that I haven't mentioned, and that's P.J. Tucker, who did all the little things for Houston, all those dirty plays, all the little things when James Harden was on that team that he didn't seem to really do. P.J. Tucker did that, and he can. he's one of the best corner three guys in the league. So I mentioned Drew Holiday. He drives to the basket, kick out. He'll find a lot of P.J. Tucker in the corner who will be able to defend a guy like either – he can – Defend a guy as big as Bam Adebayo or a guy as small as Goran Dragic or Jimmy Butler. He can defend one through five. So he's going to be an X factor that has proven that he can play in the playoffs and be a, be a factor. I like the Bucks in game one, but I don't like them enough to bet them. And I'm taking Miami in six in this one. You said Bucks minus four and a half, right? Yep, and I have a uh, six-pack in, in this series as well that I'll, that I'll share later on. Two six-packs out of the first segment. Two of your three picks. Wow. All right, so when we come back, we're going to talk Knicks and Hawks, one of the great series, one of the tightest series of this first round. That's up next as you're gambling with Michael and Tommy. You got to know when to hold up. Know when to fold up. Know when to walk away. This is the ESPN Syracuse NBA Playoffs Gambling Preview. Here are your hosts, Tommy Hogan and Michael Lear. All right, we're back on your Saturday afternoon. We got a tea time coming up, so we have about 40 minutes to get you through a whole bunch more series. We did the first three. No, I mean, I'm going to beat you in golf. We're happy to be here. We are happy to be here. We want to win you money. I don't know why he's trying to act like we're we're trying to rush out of here. We're not. We have a time frame that they gave us that we could talk about sports on the radio. We said 2 o'clock because we knew we had a show at 1. You keep making it sound like we're trying to get off the air as soon as possible. I'm enjoying this hour, (laughs) all right? Don't make it sound like I'm trying to rush and get off the air. We got some big people watching. You know what? You're making, I, a, you're making me sound bad. Speak for yourself. Hand you're up, that's on me. Hand up, that's on me. That's on me. Takes a man to admit that. Takes Credit a man to, to admit. Credit to me. All Thank right. Uh, next series. The New York Knicks, the four seed. The Atlanta Hawks, the five seed. The series line, I love it. Knicks plus 110. Hawks minus 130. 15,000 fans at the Mecca. What do you got on your New York Knicks? Not my New York Knicks. Don't say that. Okay, they were your your New York Knicks they used for to be a long New- time. Sure, they were. I'm a mellow guy, so now I'm a Portland Trailblazers fan. They they used to be my New York Knicks, formerly known as my New York Knicks. Fair. The Knicks are three and zero against the Hawks this season, Mike. Did you know that? I did know that. Really? Okay. Yeah. Julius Randle averaged thirty eight, twelve, and seven. I have thirty seven, twelve, and seven. So you may have Ooh. rounded up a little bit. You gave him an extra point, but that's the highest points per game against any team this season. That he's played against, so he has their number legitimately. He's been incre- incredible this year. He's top. He's a finalist for the most improved player. He probably got MVP MVP votes, but he's not gonna. He didn't finish top three in that. He's probably gonna finish top five. I think he's just out of it. Remarkable year for for Julius Randle. He's been fantastic. Trey Young's had a pretty good year too. And the Hawks, they started fourteen and twenty this season. Fired Lloyd Pierce, their their head coach. Finished twenty seven and eleven. So that seemed to do. Be exactly what they needed to do to 
to springboard them into the playoffs here. Nate McMillan, an experienced head coach. He coached the Pacers for a while, got them to the playoffs regularly. But I still like the Knicks. You mentioned it. They're playing at the Mecca in, in front of 15,000 fans. They haven't made the playoffs since my guy was able to bring them to the playoffs, Carmelo Anthony, in 12, 13. Won a, won a first round, and then he actually lost to Nate McMillan's Pacers in the second round. But I'm taking the Knicks. I'm taking the Knicks minus one and a half in game one. I don't, I don't care about that point and a half. I think they're going to win. I think it'll be close, but not that close. I like the Knicks in front of that big crowd at, at MSG. I got one question for you. Okay. How do you win a playoff series if you can't score? You defend like the New York Knicks do. They don't have anyone that can shoot in at least the top 35% of the league. It doesn't matter. It's got no one. Court no one on the whole team. The it's Hawks got, have five guys that do that. Five. Look where the Knicks, they did it in a 72-game season. They were still able to get a four-seed with that bad three-point shooting. And R.J. Barrett has improved in the second half of the year. So if, if we looked at those numbers and didn't just take his full-season stats, his shooting numbers have been a lot better the second half of the year. Okay, but historically in the NBA playoffs, the entire season statistically happens in the playoffs. The, the oh, they had a great 15-game stretch going into the playoffs, that doesn't carry into the playoffs. Give me the team that's played better all year long, which would be the Hawks. Give me the pl- the team that I think has the best player on the floor. And also, the fact that Trey Young, player. I think Trey Young is going to be the best player in the series. He's no going to carry way. the series. Julius Randle's been unbelievable. Yeah, against the Hawks a couple times. No, it's been like that all season. I know that's who he's played against the best, and that's who they're playing in a seven-game series, so that that feels like it matters more than than what they've done. But you said that they've been the better team all season. I just told you that it took for them their head coach to be fired at like the halfway point of the season. So it's only been a half a season that the Hawks have been a good, a good and team. And they've been consistent since then. They haven't had the ups and downs, I feel like, that the Knicks have had. And I think the only thing that worries me in the series is Trey Young's not going to get all the calls he gets. In the regular he season, he gets a lot. He's of turned into a James Harden-like guy that he just gets to the like he just creates weird fouls. He he he'll stop when his guy's behind him to so the guy runs into him. It, it's weird foul calls that he draws, but still he get to the free, free throw line fine. But Mike, have you heard of uh, defense wins championships? Have you heard of that before? Yeah, but you can't win if you don't score. That's also a fact. Then what is so you're just completely disrupting and dis- getting rid of defense wins championships. You can score. You, you, the so Knicks, now you think the Knicks are going to win the championship? No, no but we'll, we'll turn it into defense wins first round games against the Atlanta Hawks. First round series. How about that? You ever heard that before? No, I've never heard that before. Nah, you did. All right, so the series line is Knicks plus 110, the Hawks minus 130. I'm on the Hawks for sure. Wow. Knicks fourth ranked defensively, but 22nd ranked offensively. They're just they're just not going to be able to score. These two teams are going to be very well prepared. They're both very young, which I think is fun. Yeah. It's going to be fun to see in a series like this where it's kind of a toss-up. You'd usually say, oh, these guys have more playoff experience. They might be the better suited team. I think it's going to be a great series. Uh, I think I think I might have the line for it to go seven games. I, I know was- the Knicks. One of my bets that I like the best, because I think it's going to go, be a deep series. I think it's going to go a long way. The Knicks to win in six is plus 550, and the Knicks to win in seven is plus 400. I like both of those. I think it's going to go the distance, so I like either one of those. Whichever one you might prefer, fine. I like both of those because I think it's going to be a long series, but I like the Knicks to take it. And you mentioned that both teams are young. The Knicks have Derrick Rose, who was a six-man-of-the-year finalist. That's a guy who's been there before a veteran in this league that knows how to win. He's won an MVP before. He's made it. He hasn't made it to the finals. I'll give you that. But he always had to run into LeBron James on the Cavaliers. So that nobody was getting through that at that time. He was able to go the distance. He's he's really 
gotten the Knicks to another level under Tom Thibodeau, a guy that he, he played for in Chicago, played for in Minnesota, and, and Tibbs brought him along to New York. All right, so my two bets for this, I'm taking the Hawks just to win the series. Minus 130, it kind of fluctuates. It'll probably be minus 120 by the time I take it. I'll take the Hawks, minus 130, and I'm also taking the under in game one. It's really low. I don't love how low it is. It's 215, but I still think it's going to go under. I think that 15,000 in MSG will shake everybody. No one's been playing in that environment at all. Atlanta's going to play terrible in the first game. I don't think the Knicks will play great. I like the under 215 in game one of the series. Anything else on this one? 215's low. Yeah, I agree. It's probably going to be a, a lower scoring game because of that next defense. But two of fifteen is real low, real low. I don't know. I didn't have the guts to to bet on that, but I don't hate it. It's all right. I don't, I, I see your logic there. All right, Jazz Grizzlies. We're switching over. One seed Utah, eight seed Memphis. We talked about this before. So the series line when we woke up this morning and you made me pancakes. That was awesome. Yeah. Uh, the the line wasn't out for the series. It came out right before the show, and I was about to read it, and you said, no, let me guess. What do you think the line is, Memphis and Utah? All right, so I, I, when I when I think of this series, I think of a series that's going to be as lopsided, just like the Nets-Celtics series, I think, just like the Sixers-Wizards series, both lopsided series. The, the Sixers are minus 1,000 to win that. The Nets are minus 1,500 to win theirs. I think it's probably going to be even more lopsided of those two. I'm going to go minus 1,800. Minus 1,500. Nailed that. Yeah, it's That's right on there. Good. And Memphis is plus 850. Uh, the line that came out on the first game, which is Sunday at 930, is Jazz minus 8.5. But John Moran earned his wings last night. He did. That was a are you a superstar game, and, and he won that against Steph Curry. Now, what I am most fascinated about that, and this is the first year of the plan. They won both games to get in, get that eight seed. Is that going to give them confidence and kind of get them rolling, give them the boost to actually maybe steal a game, or are they going to be gassed? Are they going to be gassed from having to win those two? Are they going to be emotionally drained from beating Steph Curry, not my best shooter of all time, but some people say they are, say he is. Is that going to get them emotionally gassed? Where they just kind of they're just happy to be there, or is it actually going to give them confidence and give them something to to roll and maybe steal a game or two in the series? I think if you're talking about college kids, you're right, but I don't think with a the bunch Grizzlies of professional young. athletes that are high John level with a year. superstar, a rookie of the year turned superstar in yeah. just a year, and he confirmed he was a superstar last night. I think so. I'm going to take a bunch of John Morant props this entire entire Mike series. Conley, though, Mike is a great defender. He's a veteran that. Which is why the line's going to be lower. The props aren't out yet. Revenge series. series just... You'll forget that Mike Conley was a Grizzly. Got traded because they wanted to fill that role for John Morant. So what about Donovan know. Mitchell? Revenge game for him or no? Why would it be a revenge game for him? Set out final sixteen games of the year. That's how a revenge to... game is. Revenge game is playing against your old team. Fine. Mike Conley against his old team. I think he's going to want to show the youngster that was my team before. I'm going to go out and I'm going to. I'm going to beat you this series. I mean, they're going to win the series, but I think they're going to prove, I think, their dominance. I think Mike Conley is going to be able to go a little old guy on him and just show him what the ropes of being a star point guard in this league is. So I think he's going to be able to lock down Ja. I think this is going to be a quick one. I think this is going to be a sweet, probably. Oh, I do. really? Yeah, I do. Because I do. Th- I lean on the side of I think they're going to be emotionally drained. I think they're going to be physically drained from just getting into the postseason where they had to win both games in the play-in tournament to do so. If you had any guts at all, you would bet that, but you wouldn't. Correct. You won't. 
I, you're, you're, do you know why I won't, though, Mike? Because you're not creative and you don't try anything no. hard. You no. like to just be safe. How dare you? What was that? I don't know. I'm just saying. Why are you attacking you me? You picked the favorite to win the PGA. How's that going? You picked the. I went the loophole of picking the favorite. You went the the loophole of picking the entire field. I picked three guys. You picked seven guys. Three guys. You picked seven. Three. We'll, we'll go back to the tapes. You picked seven guys. <laughs> you and you picked them top twenty. I give you a winner. You you get you widen the the field goal post. And I'm gonna make. I want a lot of money this weekend. And you're gonna make none. You're gonna actually lose money. The reason. Look, well, let's get back to this game. All right. Okay. Jeez. We'll talk about it on Twitch in a sec here. Yeah. Fine. But the reason I wouldn't bet on this is because I don't want to watch Jazz Grizzlies. Who cares about Jazz Grizzlies? Two of the more boring teams in the league. The Jazz are one of the more boring one seeds of all time. LeBron James said it during the NBA All-Star Draft. Nobody picks the Jazz. Their two All-Stars end up going last in that draft because they're just a boring team. Very boring team. They're the one seed, and I don't think anybody's going to pick them coming out of the West. So that's why I won't bet on this, Mike. I don't want to have to watch them. I don't want to have monetary value on Jazz Grizzlies. All right. I honestly don't think I'm going to take a ton in this series anyways besides a bunch of John Morant props. Uh, All right. Last series before we take a break. Again, we do have our best picks coming up at the end of the show. It'll be a six-pack of my three best picks, Tommy's three best picks. You'll want to take mine, fade Tommy's. Four seed, Los Angeles Clippers. Five seed, Dallas Mavericks. Clippers minus 400 to win the series. Plus 310 for the Mavs. Uh, first game today, 430. This series is right up there with, with Bucks Heat is, I think, the best series of the first round of the playoffs. It's going to be a, a fascinating series. And I know that's a 4-5. I know that's not going too out there. But I think it's going to be a great series where Luka, who has proven to be one of a top five, ten player at least in the NBA, just unbelievable to watch. Now, the Mavericks are 2-1 and one against the Clippers this season, but that first game was without Kawhi earlier in the year. It was like the second or third game of the season for both teams. And, and Luka dropped 42. What I'm going to be most interested in is Playoff P. This guy, Paul George, somehow got the nickname of Playoff P and just hasn't been that type of player. He, he's got 19 points per game and 37% shooting in those three games against the Mavs, so he hasn't done it against the Mavericks this season either, and Luka's averaging 30 against the Clippers, two of the best defenders in the league in, in Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. So it's it's awesome what he's doing. I really liked the Mavericks plus five in this game. I think they're going to cover, but even after saying all that, I think there's just too much star power, too much talent on the Clippers. I do think they still win the game. I think it's going to be a close one game one tonight. So what do you think in the series? You, you just kind of just talked yourself in a circle there. A little bit, but I got back. So who do you got? Who's going to win the series? I think the Clippers win. I think it's going to be a longer series. I, I still like the Clippers. They beat them in the playoffs last year. Uh, I like the Clippers in six or seven. You can get the Clippers in six at plus 350. You can get the Clippers in seven at plus 400. So either one of those two, again, pretty solid value, pretty good payout. But I think the distance Clippers in six or seven, they're motivated. They were bounced earlier than they expected to be bounced last year. I think they're ready to really turn it up a notch, and it might be the last year for Kawhi and Paul George. So the game total in the series is at five and a half, meaning the Clippers win in five or fewer. I think I'm going to take the under. I think the Clippers might just lock in, and they know what they need to do, and they know that you don't want to BS around in the first series of the playoffs. Just... Take care of business. And I'm not saying they're going to get it in four. I think Dallas can steal one. They've got, the, as you said, the players to do it. And Luka could be just sick one night right. and, and steal it. But I kind of just think that the Clippers are going to lock it in. I think they've got the coach to do it now. They've got the lineup. They've got the versatility. I think they're just going to show up, take care of business, and not really make this an issue of a series at all. So I'm going to go with the under five and a half games. 
which would I, I think clips in five. I don't know if I'll have the guts to bet that. I might just take the under five and a half. I mean, worst case scenario, they sweep. I think Luka is just so good that he'll get you two. Like if if the Clippers still win in six, you kind of feel like, oh, I mean, they really did assert their dominance. Like if, if you still win a series four two, you feel pretty good about how you came out of that series. But I think Luka and even Kristaps Porzingis, who he's a good player. I don't know if he's a star. He's right on the borderline. He's a good player. I don't know who. Do you put Kawhi on on Porzingis? Do you put Avisa Zubats on on Porzingis? That's kind of a weird matchup for the Clippers. But I think they the, the Mavericks have enough to get two out of that series, and I and I still feel good. I, I understand what you mean that the Clippers are going to assert themselves after being bounced early in the playoffs. But I think you, you I think you'd feel that way even if they win in six. I'm going to do my Tommy Hogan. Uh, I got my pick on game one that we'll save for the six pack. Love it. I, but I really About time you tease something for the last segment. I really like it. I okay. really I really like it. Nice. It's good stuff. All right. Uh when we come back, we're gonna talk Nuggets, Trailblazers, and then Suns Lakers. Suns Lakers, Vegas just makes no sense. We're gonna talk about how their odds are just confusing as all heck. And uh yeah, break down those picks. Then our six pack comes up next. Let's kick the break. Back in a bit. I wanna be a billionaire, so freaking bad. By all of the things I never had. This is the ESPN Syracuse NBA Playoffs Gambling Preview. Here are your hosts, Tommy Hogan and Michael Lear. Not to toot our own horns, but we picked great music to come back from breaks with. I did. We did. No, it was a team out. effort. It wasn't. You picked "Beat It," the last one. Spoiler alert. It's a good one. It's a good song. All right. Anyway, the two were way better. That open was fantastic. Michael Lear and Tommy Hogan with you in the ESPN studios talking NBA basketball, talking how to make money. If you're driving out to your casino, if you're able to mobile gamble, if you're somewhere where it's legal, wink, wink, uh, we hope you're, uh, you're, you're with us. Yeah, obviously gamble responsibly, but the free money store is open, and it's very open in these next two series. I got picks that I really like. Sure, you have a pick that you're just going to go homer with, which I'm okay with. Uh, let's start off. Denver and Portland, three seed, six seed. The series line is Blazers minus 135, Nuggets plus 115. Starts tonight, 1035. And uh, if the sun gets the best of you, you might be in bed, right? Now, I, I used to be a Nuggets fan. You know, we, we've established this. I'm a, mellow, I'm a mellow guy, so my early NBA days, I'm a, I'm a Denver Nuggets fan. Now, Rip City, blaze up. Let's do this thing. Portland is 1-2 and two this year against the Denver Nuggets. And the last one was the last game of the year where the Nuggets, they tanked that game. They wanted to they wanted to stay away from LeBron James, and they felt like Portland was a better matchup for them. So the last game, we're not even going to count. We're going to completely discount that one. But that second game of their season series was without Jamal Murray. He got injured. He's, he's out for the year. He's not playing in the series. Tore his ACL. Denver actually ended up winning that game 106-105. But Damian Lillard only had like 22 points. Yeah, he had 22 points in that game. He shot 9 of 23, 2 for 10 from 3. That's not going to happen. Damian Lillard is a great playoff performer. He's one of the most clutch players in, in the history of the NBA. Legitimately, he's got two shots where he's clinched a series at the buzzer. Incredible. But the X factor in this series for the Portland Trailblazers is going to be Yusuf Nurkic. He played in 25 of the last 28 games, Mike, and they're only 15 and 10 in those games, so the record isn't great. But their defense is a lot better with Yusuf Nurkic on the court and no Ennis Cantor, who is his backup. Ennis Cantor, great offensive rebounder, great rebounder, one of the best offensive rebounders in the game, can't play a lick of defense. 
And you need, especially against the Denver Nuggets, who have one of, if not the best center in the league, a guy that can can D up uh, Jokic. They've given up 111.7 points per game in the last 25 games of the season that Nurkic played, compared to before that, the, the 35 games before that, 115.7. So he's a four-point difference. That's huge. That's legitimate. Four doesn't sound big to, on average, but that's legit. That can make or break a game. So... I like the Blazers in this series. I do think it's going to be a deep series. I don't I don't have a good feel for how long. So I'm just going to go with Blazers to win the series minus 135. So when we started this show, we talked about doing this show. You said you're going to have the in-depth analysis of basketball. I brought it And there. I will have the creative, in-depth gambling side of things. And we just got to merge those two together. So you just did the whole analysis of the series. Yeah. I'm not even going to try to get into that. You liked it, though. I did, and Thank I agree you. with all, all of it. Thank you. But here's what I love. I got excited when I was looking at how this series is going to end. You know, if you talk to a lot of people, they'll say, it's going to be a six, seven-game series, probably. Who knows? Series might be a toss-up. They don't know who's going to win it. So if you go... Portland to win in six at plus 400. Denver to win in seven is plus 400. So you get both of those at two to one odds. That's what I'm going to take. And I knew you'd hate that. It's a little bit of math for you. So instead of getting one of those two at four to one odds, I'm getting both of them at two to one odds for Portland to win in six or Denver to win in seven. And I think that that's the way the series is going to go. That feels weird because you're going to root for. So if it game I'm six, I'm rooting for it to go late. But game six, you're going to be rooting for the Blazers. They, if they win that game, you're in good shape. If they lose that game, all of a sudden you have to switch your fandom into the Nuggets game seven. That feels weird. It feels exactly how I think the series is going to go. I think the home team in game six or game seven is going to determine who wins the series. The Blazers have proved they can win on Denver's court. They they won in, in game seven. It's a Mile few High years City, back. man. It's a Mile High City. I don't know what that meant, but. Elevation. I, I understand what it means, but that wasn't relevant. You're just are you just trying it's a to, hard place out to play. Your, whatever knowledge you have against it's uh, a hard place the, to play. The city of Denver. It's a hard place to play. Awesome. They, you breathe a little harder in Denver. Yeah, a lot harder. Well, the the Blazers have proven that they can win even with your you're breathing harder in Game Seven, right? You agree? Yes. They've proven that Game Seven energy plus your Denver Mile High whatever nonsense they can still win because they they knocked Denver out of the playoffs to to make to the to make it to the Western Conference Finals a few years back on Denver's home court. So I don't think that matters at all. I don't know why you brought that. I don't think that matters at all. I got one other stat for you about the Portland Trailblazers before we move on because I know we have to. According to this is, think about this. I know this is a little bit much for your little pea brain, Mike, but according to NBA That was an unnecessary ricochet shot. A little bit, but let me go forth here. According to NBA advanced stance, Stats, only one lineup in the NBA has played more minutes with a better net rating than Portland's plus 13.4 points per 100 possessions in 370 minutes than their starting lineup, their starting five of Lillard, McCollum, Norman Powell, Robert Covington, and Yusuf Nurkic. And that's the 76ers, which are the one seed in the East and have been fantastic. So that lineup, which they... Just kind of got back in, at the end of the year here with McCollum coming back from injury, Nurkic coming back from injury, Norm Powell that they traded for the deadline. So that lineup hasn't really gotten rolling too much. And if you're the second best lineup in the NBA, you can do some damage. And without Jamal Murray, I think that the the Blazers are going to win this win this series. I think Melo, who had his, one of his best games of the season against Denver early on, I think Melo can have a good series coming off the bench. 
He had uh, 24 on 9 of 17. Should remember watching that game on TNT. It's going to be a fun series, but I, I like my Blazers. I like my creativity. All right, that's fair. I like my creativity. I think that that's a fun way to bet it. You take the Blazers in six, Nuggets in seven, and then also the one thing I'm going to absolutely hammer, absolutely put everything I can on, Aaron Gordon. Uh, get out of here. Aaron Gordon. Hammer time. Hammer it. 17 and a half points, rebounds, assist, over, over in game one. Hammer it. We're going to have to take a break real quick, and we'll, we'll do Suns-Lakers on the other side. But me and Mike have a 10-year bet going that we established freshman year of college that Aaron Gordon would make an all-star game within 10 years. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about that. We're seven years in. He hasn't come close. 17.5 points, assist, rebounds, hammer it. When we come back, we'll talk Lakers, Suns, and then bring you our three best bets each to wrap up on a Saturday after this. is the ESPN Syracuse NBA Playoffs Gambling Preview. Here are your hosts, Tommy Hogan and Michael Lear. Alright, we're going to chug through this six-pack here. We went a little quick. I probably analyzed too much. My first bet that I really like is the Bucks to win in six games. That's plus 400. The Bucks against the Heat, plus 400 in six games. I also like the Sixers to sweep. Sixers to sweep the 8 seed, the Washington Wizards, plus 420. And my last one, Blazers money line in game one. It's they're they're plus one, plus one and a half. You can find them. I don't need that point, point and a half. The Blazers are gonna win this weekend. All right, my locks, my six pack, Nets to sweep plus two fifty. The Celtics suck. The Nets are the best like team in the league right now, and they're gonna they might win the championship. We'll see how the betting goes on that. Knicks Hawks under two fifteen and Clippers minus five in game one. All right, we hope you guys had fun today. We sure did. Michael Lear and Tommy Hogan signing off from ESPN Studios in Syracuse, kicking it out to some PGA Championship. Get rich, everybody, and have fun out there.